Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for February 22nd, 2022. It's 2-22-22, and of course, I'm your host, Snowbike Mike, and today I'm joined by my guy, the co-host of the X-Cast, the rogue one, Mr. Gary Witta. Gary, what up, big dog? For those who uh, weren't here, I mean, which is pretty much everyone, before we went live, I'll, I'll just mention it again, because these interesting facts, 2 22 both a palindrome and an ambigram, which means you can read it both forwards and backwards and upside down. You're still hurting my brain. You said this to me twice now, my brain still hurts <laughs> trying to comprehend that, Gary. But I like it because two and 22 are my lucky numbers, Gary. So it's are a they lucky really? Day. It's a good day. Yeah, that's my today's your day. You know, Gary, back in the day, you know, you look back at all your sports times, and you were going to talk some sports here in a little bit, but you have your favorite numbers, your lucky numbers you wear on the jersey, right? And one year... I went from 22 to two because some kid took my number and I was like, you know what? Two is an even better number. So I've adopted two as my new favorite number over 22, which usually is my go-to number. Now, when you go to Vegas, are those the numbers you're putting your chips on at the roulette wheel or what? Oh yeah, black 22, baby. You know that. Put the whole (laughs) nest egg on black 22. I'm black 26. It's actually come up for me a couple of times. Oh, see, Gary, you know that. It's right. Gary, if we were to put you out on the pitch, okay, the field, the world's most beautiful game, what number are you rocking? Oh, I'm a number nine. I'm just old-fashioned striker, center forward, number nine. Number goal nine. scorer. I That's like what that. I used to play when I when I used to play in a in a in a Sunday league uh, side uh, in the UK, and that was I was I was a number nine. Yeah, I was a striker. And I scored some guys. Scored some decent goals in my time. You wouldn't believe it. Look at me now. If I scored some goals. <laughs> I'm looking at you now, Gary, and I'm imagining it, and I'm loving it. It's right. Well, everybody, welcome in. It's Kind of Funny Games Daily. It's Tuesday. It's a Widow Wednesday on a Tuesday, and I'm taking over because later this afternoon, live on Twitch, the PS I Love You XOXO crew is taking over the Twitch streaming block, and they're going to be celebrating this piece of hardware. It's the PS Vita 10th anniversary. Yeah, I saw that today, the 10th anniversary. Now, how many of those years has it been dead? Uh, I think like five, eight, maybe yeah, six. Like half and half. Yeah. It's <laughs> all <laughs> half and half. You know, Gary, what a funny enough, uh, just to circle back to our favorite numbers and of course the roulette wheel, I got my PS Vita because of roulette wheel spin. I put it on black 22, won $420, woke up the next morning, went wow. to GameStop with that earnings. So it really is your lucky number. PS Vita. It's my number, Gary. It's the number and it's a great day to celebrate it because we'll be celebrating the Vita. But of course, This is Kind of Funny Games Daily, and today's stories include day one game drops on PlayStation Now, new LEGO sports games, and details on PlayStation VR 2, and so much more. This is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live, right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you are watching live, you can correct correct us by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong if me and Gary get anything wrong. And of course, if you don't watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily. Don't forget to use our epic creator code at checkout if you're buying V-Bucks, upgrading your car in Rocket League, or if you're buying games off the Epic Game Store, use our epic creator code kind of funny. It's no additional cost. You can support the team in a brand new way. But of course, you can also be a part of the show by heading to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members and above can write in and silver members or above get the show ad-free along with exclusive daily post shows. And you know, I already got Gary Witta telling us stories about being on the pitch, playing striker. You know today's post show is going to be really good. Hey, listen, Mike, before I forget, since we're talking about stories, we're talking about Vegas, at some point, because before I forget, remind me at some point in the future to tell you the story 
about the time I lost $144,000 on a single hand of Caribbean stud Jesus poker in Vegas. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask you about that, Gary. Write it down. One of my two gaming dads with all the best stories. But we'd like to thank our Patreon producers for the month of February. Shout out to Gordon McGuire, James Davis, at James Davis Makes, Pranksky, Manny the Bagel Boy Sanchez, and Blackjack. Today, we're brought to you by Purple Mattress and DoorDash, but we'll tell you all about that a little bit later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. Today, we have 10 stories. A baker's dozen. And that's a lot of stories. We'll see if we get into all of them, but we got the hot ones right off the bat. And the hottest one is something that me and Gary are really going to connect with, and that is Lego sports games are on the way. This is from VGC by Andy Robinson. This is what you need to know. Lego is partnering with 2K for a new line of Lego sports games. VGC understands. The publisher has signed a new multi-game partnership with Lego. People with knowledge of its plans told us, as the construction toy firm looks to broaden its game's output beyond the expiration of its exclusivity deal with Warner Bros. TT Games. 2K Lego Sports Line will kick off with a football slash soccer for you American fans out there game developed by Sumo Digital, BGC understands. This will be followed by an open world Lego racing game currently in development at WWE 2K22 Studio Visual Concepts. The football title should release later this year to coincide with the FIFA World Cup, followed by the racing game in 2023. A third Lego sports title is also in development based on a major sports franchise, sources said. Gary Witta, you and I love SSX. We love the street titles. Now you get Lego sports. What's the vibe check on this? I'm excited. I think this is, I mean, obviously we'll wait to see what the games are like, but on paper, it sounds like this is very positive news. I like Lego. I like Lego games. I like sports games, depending on the sport and how it's handled. I like everything, but uh, I like I, I like I like a good sports game, and it feels like this could be a good combination. Like right away, you know, the wheels start turning in terms of all the fun you can have. Like you know, it's not going to be too serious, right? I like sports exactly. games that are fun and arcadey, and you know, this is not going to these are not going to be deep dive like simulation sports games. These are going to be fun games to play with the family, to play with the kids. I can already imagine like some of the crazy stuff you'll be able to do by bringing you know the the rules of lego where basically anything can happen to sports so between this and mario strikers i think we're gonna have a lot of fun on the soccer field this year right Yo, and, Gary, um, you know yeah it. the world cup you know, I, I i doubt it will be like the official world cup license or anything but it makes sense oh. to you know to launch it during the uh the world cup i'm excited i think we don't know anything about it yet the open world racer excites me less i mean it could still be right. good okay but you know, but uh, I think both in in principle could be really have the potential to be really really fun, and if they are, the sky's the limit with you know other sports they could do. So let's, I, I'm optimistic. Yeah, I'm optimistic too, and I'm actually more excited about all of this. I want to touch on the racing one really quick, which we'll get into a little bit later. I don't know if you remember the N64 had a dope Lego kart racer where you used to be able to build your Lego racing cards, and I remember back in the day that was at the height of me playing with Legos, and then, of course, the Lego game there. And it was a lot of fun. So the open-world racing game has my attention. But right now, it's all about the soccer game. And, Gary, it's funny because you brought up Strikers, right? We're going to have a summer filled with this fun arcade soccer. I'm a little worried that it's going to come out after Strikers and lose kind of the hype. But I think, either way, I'm looking forward to an arcade I know. I get the impression that the, 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 the team developing the Lego game, when 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 that Strikers reveal dropped at Direct, they were probably like, oh, that's just what we needed, uh. you know? But, <laughs> but at the same time, they'll be able to take a look at it, and maybe, they, you know, they'll obviously be late in development at that time, but maybe they'll, they'll, get mm -hmm. some, they'll get some little tips or, you know, things that they can, they can tweak based on what Strikers does. So there's going to be some, some, some great options for us on the, you know, on the arcade uh, soccer front. I guess the only thing I'm slightly disappointed by is I would okay. love to have heard the word uh, or the words Traveler's Tales in the mix mm, here because we okay. know that you know they you know, when you think of like lego games that's the development I mean, they've done such a great job over the years they they understand like the spirit of fun of lego and how to kind of graft lego onto existing concepts like whether it be star wars or harry yeah. potter or whatever it is they just always bring the fun They're, and 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 those games are just so well designed and so much fun especially when i don't know if you've ever played much of these mike but when you, especially when you play with a friend in co-op 
um, those Lego games, like the puzzle solving and the combat, they're just they're just endlessly really, really fun. So I would have been interested to see what Traveler's Tales could have done bringing that skill set to the sports genre. But, uh, mm -hmm. just, you know, I'm still excited. Yeah, it's interesting, Gary, you look at that, right? And it actually reminds me of what we saw with Disney and Star Wars, where they're kind of moving from that big exclusivity deal with what they had with EA and Battlefront and kind of letting more people play in the proverbial sandbox, they call that, right? And so we're seeing that here with LEGO where they want to broaden the games and they'll probably, you know, maybe they'll still work with TT Games. Andy Robinson says that he knows of two more sports games along with what we saw in this story and one more TT game after the Lego Star Wars saga. So it still seems like we'll get another right. TT Lego yeah, they're game. But they're obviously all booked next, up for the you know? time being. And yeah. just in general, I'm really glad, because I think it's a fairly safe assumption that these Lego games are going to be more arcadey, more fun, rather than, you know, try to do something more, more you know, simulator style. Mm. Um, I, I wish we could, I wish we saw more of that. Like, I miss the days of, um, you know, NBA Jam and NFL hits yeah. and NHL hits and, you know, uh, NBA Street and the games that were just more like, let's have fun playing sports. Everything, like even FIFA, which is a fairly simple game. You kick the ball around, kick it into the goal. Like that's, even that's gone. Like, I mean, there are simplified controls, but for the most part, those games, even FIFA has become quite a complex game to play. And so I just want to get back to like one or two button controls, you know, kick the ball around, fast movement, um, you know, all kinds of over the top fun stuff happening. And again, between, um, between strikers and and this Lego soccer game, I think I think it's going to be a good year for people that want that kind of stuff. Yeah, Gary, I want to talk about a couple more things with this story because I'm actually really excited. I want to look at the positives, and then there is a small negative that I got to bring up because you know I've been deep in the sports video games for a while now. But let's look at the positives. The arcade video game genre for sports titles is so lacking, and we need it. Right? We want that excitement. We want to step away. From the super sims that we always see and this gets me excited because i think back like you brought up with the street days and i think of backyard sports right i think of fifa street and i want this kind of blend right now where i can imagine the lego characters you know just like in the tt games you maybe slide tackle somebody or push them over they explode yeah, their right legs go flying way. off yeah, yeah absolutely so I, i'm looking for like i want to start off the game almost like backyard sports where we're picking characters off the bleachers and have like the wb lineup where they're mixed up with harry potter and maybe star wars right and we're picking characters along with fifa characters also will they get the license for fifa well that's that's always a good question because that was an issue that pro evo used to have for the longest time if you mm -hmm. remember the edge that fifa always had they had all the licensed teams all the late licensed characters the one thing that really works about about fifa is you know, because they they are dialed into that fifa license even as in real life you know squads and, and managers and players are kind of moving from club to club they're updated like in you know with regular updates so if i if i um boot up fifa 22 right now those squads are going to be the squad the current squads of you know that week you know the all the latest player transfers and manager changes and stuff will be reflected and when you play these games you want to see cristiano ronaldo you want to see Lionel messi right you want to see harry yeah. kane you want to see the big name players that we watch we don't we don't want to see Binal desi right or bristiano <laughs> canal whatever bullshit they put in to kind of make it look like ah, oh, we, we couldn't really get the license or like manchester football club or whatever like they have to kind of like you know fiddle around with it because they can't quite get the licenses um and so yeah i don't know it's but it almost makes it there's it, it, also a sense of like it's lego so we're having so much fun does it really need to reflect real life like you could just mm -hmm. be like in the lego universe so there's a number of ways they could go with this but it'd be hilarious to see like one of the funs of lego right is seeing characters like it's fun to see like the captain america minifig or like they Our just Lego, did this horizon yeah. uh -huh. set and the aloy minifig looks really cute like yeah i want to see the young min san uh minifig or the you know um pair emmerich Aubameyang minifig like, i want to see those you know the world's top players kind of in lego form i think that would be hilarious i'm sure the oh, players would get a kick out of that as well definitely gary i think they have to double down on that and find a way to get at least some of the player likenesses in there mixed in with other characters from different genres and, you know, entertainment world. I want to see a mix of FIFA street with indoor soccer. I want it to be fast. I want it to be fun. I want it to be rewarding and also not punishing, right? I don't want to go into deep FIFA Sims at all. I want this to be a true arcade game, mm -hmm. which I think it will be. So really, really exciting stuff. Uh, also on the Lego racer really quick, Gary, I'm thinking about it now. I want to see like the open world, like a Simpsons hidden run mixed with like a crazy taxi where there's ramps and, 
you can drive through buildings and stuff like that. I, I really do I look mean, forward to this Lego racer. When you say open world, it could mean any number of things. I mean, so mm -hmm. many races are open. Like open world is now the thing, right? Horizon, Forza, yeah. um, Burnout Paradise, like, all the big you know, Need for Speed, they all went open world. And I don't know, I actually kind of miss the old days of like, just when you start the game, you're at the start line. I don't, I don't love these games these days where you have to commute to get to the fucking race. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, let's do the next race. It's like a 20 minute drive over there. Like, just let me fucking race. Like, I don't, I don't mm. want everything to always be an open world. And so I wouldn't mind if they kind of, you know, brought it back to basics a little bit. And that's why Mario Kart is still so popular. Sometimes people just want to be at the starting line and race. They don't want to explore a massive map, like looking for things to do. I actually found Forza Horizon kind of overwhelming in that regard there were so many things to do that i that i actually found it kind of off-putting it's almost like that when you're scrolling through netflix and there's so many choices you can't just pick one thing to do i think there is such a thing as like too much choice or being overwhelmed with activities to yeah. do and i wouldn't mind like a little bit of, of, of a simplification so but again as, as you said there's the crazy taxi way to do open world as well right yeah. Which i love the crazy taxi games there's any number of ways they could go with it i, I look forward to that and I, most importantly i want to be able to build the cart slash car. So I hope that's a big facet of it, putting on wacky different pieces to make it look weird or make it look really cool. I want to see that. Two more before we get into the negative really quick is the third Lego game. And Andy Robinson also says that there's a fourth one, right? What are the next two sports titles you anticipate from this partnership? What would you put your money on, Gary? Are you, are you asking me what I think we'll see or what I would yeah, like what, to see? Let, let's start off with what you would like and then what you think you'll see. Football's tough, and American style football's tough because okay. that I think is very difficult to do without the NFL license. Football I've played not as good as the NFL, they could yeah. maybe go and get. I don't know. Um okay. but I think football's tough. Um, I could see I think basketball could be fun. I think hockey could be really fun, right? Because again, those big hockey. hits. I can yep. imagine mm -hmm. like smashing like a Lego minifig like into the glass and again he shatters into pieces and stuff. Zamboni comes and like sweeps him up. <laughs> you can have all kinds that, of fun with idea with yeah, hockey, yeah. Um, baseball. I mean, all all the all the major ones. I think you could totally see how you could you know, could give it the Lego treatment for sure. I want to see rugby and handball. Yeah, when I'm going to go outside the box, <laughs> I'm going to go with some crazy Olympic sports that I watch. And I go, I like this, and I want to know more about it. But yeah, I don't know basketball to me just never felt right besides NBA streets. And nobody's really captured that when we go into right. these arcade games, like well, NBA think, jam, um, like in its day. Well, NBA jam, but I'm talking about new age, right? I'm talking about NBA playgrounds they created. And it wasn't just, right, wasn't right. there. It was missing that kind of fun. I think of Mario three on three basketball while that was good knowledge, just wasn't great. Like the goats right before that of the arcade genre. So well, you I could wonder also go extreme, could Mike. You could also do like Lego snowboarding. You do Lego SSX. You could go you in know, that. No, I like that. Uh, I think hockey's a fun one, Gary, which I really like. Football, you get kind of into the NFL blitz territory, yeah. which maybe putting Lego on it avoids that kind of like, hey, we're not really promoting CTEs and like hurting people in football anymore. So maybe you can avoid that situation. But and also, it I will think be interesting to see. I mean, there's obviously a lot of money that EA makes a lot of money in the Madden franchise. But if you want to, if you want a game that's going to have global appeal, you need to simulate a sport that's going to have global appeal. In the same way, mm -hmm. I very much doubt they do Lego cricket because no one Amer in no. America is going to care. Uh -huh. I very much doubt they would do Lego American football because no one outside of America is going to care. So you know, the, you want those sports that have some kind of global recognition or global interest. Soccer obviously mm -hmm. makes sense. The most popular game in the world checks all the boxes in every country in the world. So it makes sense that they would start there. Now let's go really quick to the negative, or at least my worry, and that is partnering up with 2K, Gary. I like 2K. I think they make a great sports title in NBA 2K, but the microtransactions really bring a big bummer and a gray cloud over to my gaming experience whenever I jump on these 2K titles. And that even goes to NBA Playgrounds. I think they did a lot with the microtransactions and a card-based loot box system that I really didn't like. And my worry here is, even if it's geared towards a kid's game, right, what is going to happen here with these microtransactions? I Whoa. really hope they're not as bad, because 2K is awful, Gary. It's awful. I think, I, think, I think you raised a good point. You know, microtransactions are still, you know, this kind of parasitic uh, influence on our, on our gaming culture. And, you know, we don't like them. We've, we've, we've made it very clear that we don't like them. And I think we have kind of held the line a little bit and prevented them from getting completely out of control. 
but they are still very, very ever present. You know, FIFA mm -hmm. Ultimate Team's not going anywhere. They make a fortune on that, even though I, I think it's very uh, disturbing the way the way that um, operates. And I, and I and your point is well taken, Mike, because I think when especially when you've got something like Lego, which is yeah. very much for kids, right? They you, you have to get away from anything that feels like gambling or, you know, go, you know, just go take some money out of your parents, you know, pocket. They're not caring. You know, go, 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 go raid your mama's purse and get another, go get another, uh, you know, booster pack or whatever. Like you got it. I, I like to think that they will have the good sense to stay away from that. I'm not optimistic because, you know, they know these big companies never make the right call. Um, but since you mentioned 2K, but we had other sports, you know what, you know, one of the other licenses that 2K holds right now, is Believe PGA it's what about oh, PGA, PGA Tour? Yeah. What okay. about some Lego golf? Lego golf. Maybe, maybe. I think you got to have no, a little more. excited about that? It would be hilarious. I think, I think I need a little more energy, a little bit more movement. I saw someone put in the chat dodgeball, which I think is a fun one. But I think. Yeah, that'd be fun. When I think of sports games and arcadey ones at that, I'm looking for a little more movement on the, the visuals instead of just golf. That. It's, you know, it's Mario Golf. All I know, over but you, but well. you know that the Lego treat, treat, treatment of that would, would be fun. Like Mario added. It would be cute. Here's, here's what I want to do. And this is Mario Golf already did something similar. But like once we hit the balls, I want to all jump into our golf carts and have like a race. Oh, and like almost like road rash okay. to, the, to the next hole and stuff like that. You could find ways to make it really silly and fun. Well, a really, uh, a really exciting one. I'll put it that. I have some negatives. I have some worries about microtransactions. But it is exciting to see 2K branch out and make some fun arcadey sports titles here coming up with lego i think that's an awesome partnership it will be fun like you said to not only see this but what happens with tt games and what is that partnership moving forward who else gets involved with the lego titles but lego sports seems like a great idea and for us to get one later this year to coincide with the fifa world cup awesome stuff can't wait to see how that plays out let me know in the comments down below if you're watching over on youtube what Lego sports title would you like to see? And are you excited? But Gary, let's move on to sh uh, story number two. Shadow Warrior 3 dropping day one on PlayStation Now on March 1st. This comes from the PlayStation blog. It reads, uh, the katanas are sharpened and the dragon hunt is about to begin. I'm Bartek, the lead producer on Shadow Warrior 3. And our team, is he our team here at Flying Wild Hog are excited to give you all a fresh look at our game before it launches March 1st. Stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned, though, because this post is getting a few updates throughout hold the day. Hold on, hold on, hold on, boys. Videos. Give me a second. Y'all sounding like weird robots. Okay. Sounds good to me. No, yeah, we sound good. It's definitely He's having it on his side. Yeah, yeah. Land. All right, you're sounding a little bit better there. Okay, we're back. Uh, but it says... Stay tuned, though, because this post is getting a few updates throughout the day with more videos to deep or to dive a little deeper into the game. Oh, and one more thing. Shadow Warrior 3 will be a PlayStation Now title at launch. So if you're interested in Shadow Warrior 3, I tell you, go check out the blog post. Go watch all the videos. Get ready for a fun game coming your way. But Gary, you and I, we host alongside Paris Lilly, the kind of funny X-Cast. We talk about Game Pass all the time. Some people call us cheerleaders. But now we get to see on the opposite side, PlayStation getting a day one, day and date drop on PlayStation Now. What do you think about that on the opposite side? Yeah, and I mean, I have a, I have a, I don't have PS Now. I have a PS Plus subscription, and I'm still sometimes confused about the difference between the two. And I think that's what Sony's trying to clear up by hopefully mm -hmm. replacing them both with, with this better offering, the the Spartacus thing, whatever that you know, which is hopefully closer to to, to Game Pass. Um, but yeah, I mean, anytime one of these games drops into one of these services, you know, it's good for people that that have those. Um, Sony obviously recognizes that PS Now is not a real Game Pass competitor, otherwise they, mm. otherwise they wouldn't be working on a real uh, Game Pass competitor. And I, I think they're going to get that out there uh, later this year. But, you know, as we, you're right, Mike, we talk about it all, and we are cheerleaders, but you know what? It's something worth cheering on. Game Pass is really, really good. And every time a new game drops on Game Pass, it's, it's, uh, it's not just a great value, but it's an opportunity to, to try a game that you might otherwise not have experimented with and discover something new. So uh, I'm all for it. I'm, I can't wait for that to expand. I can't wait for, for PlayStation gamers to you know have the full Game Pass experience, which is why I hope Spartacus is going to be. I really hope it's as good as Game Pass because we'll all benefit. Um, but in the meantime, yeah, Shadow War is not... I looked at a video of it. I don't know. I like, you know, Devolver always do interesting stuff. So maybe I'm looking to think, well, it's Devolver, right? So there's got to be something kind of different about it. But just the videos that I saw, it just looked like another FPS to me. Am I, am I missing something? 
Uh, you know, I don't think you're missing something on that, but I think what it is, it's going to be a fast-paced, high-octane, like, Doom-type shooter or Quake shooter where yeah, it felt like you're going to be... Yeah, you're going to be mixing that with the Katana Blade, and you're going to be killing wild and crazy, freaky characters. I'm actually excited for this to give it a try to see if Shadow Warrior will be something that I enjoy, because I've never played this franchise or checked it out. But from everything I've seen, it looks fun, and that's what I'm always looking for, is that fast-paced first-person shooter where I can get weird with it, Gary. So I hope, personally, that I enjoy this a lot, actually. Okay. And it is on Game Pass as well, so you get the best of both worlds, but it is cool to see... Maybe the foreshadowing of what PlayStation Spartacus will be. And you and I talk about it over on XCast. It's like, I'm excited to see what PlayStation does. I hope that we get something very similar. It'll be interesting, Gary. You know, we always talk about PlayStation, how great the sales are, and the killer exclusives. Will those go day one? Will they just do third-party partnerships? How do they blend what Man, Game Pass can does you imagine? so well? Because, I mean, here's the thing. Sony has such strong first party titles right we talk about this all the time that if they launched and i know xbox does as well especially now that they bought bethesda and you know abk and all the all these other big things that are going to get rolled in mm -hmm. but you know like right that's in the future right now today sony has you know between last of us and uncharted and god of war and you know horizon they have so many amazing um you know playstation exclusive titles that Imagine all of those being rolled into like a Game Pass type service. What an amazing value that that would be. And it feels like that's what we're going to get, right? It'd be crazy if those titles weren't part of something like Spartacus. Yeah, I really, I, I don't know, Gary. They sell so well. They have the cornerstone of everything. They have the upper hand. It's like, do you put that all there? But I think that makes the whole deal worthwhile, right? That's why I subscribe to Game Pass is because I get the first party day and dates. Yeah, the third party partnerships are great and all, but... I want the first party titles the most. And when I look at PlayStation, I'm already subscribed to Game Pass. I get a lot of third party partnerships with EA Play. You mm -hmm. know, you have Activision, uh, Activision Blizzard. You have Bethesda now coming into the mix. You have partners with, we've seen with Ubisoft and more, right? And so they have a really good stranglehold over on the third party side. If I look at PlayStation, it's tough to want to get both if they're just going to focus on third party. So if it's not first party, I'm a little worried about if that's going to take me away or even get me to dual subscribe to both. Yeah, it's weird. I keep forgetting about the EA play and some of the other stuff, but I was looking at Game Pass just yesterday and Madden NFL 22 just dropped on there. Now, I mm -hmm. understand why they've kind of done that now. Like, as soon as the NFL season's over, like, that title's now going to start to kind of fall away, right, until 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 23 comes out um, later in the summer. But um, I said, oh, shit, like, that's free now on Game Pass? Like, every time I check in, there's, like, something, there's, there's another new cool thing that I want to check out. And I genuinely, genuinely cannot wait to have that experience on the PlayStation as well. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. And I would love to see first party titles go with Spartacus. I'm interested to see the price as well, Gary. Where do you think they'll net out? $15, $20? I, what do you think they'll do? I mean, do? you know, Microsoft have obviously set the benchmark. I think Sony are going to want to, you know, stay in parity or, or, or mm. uh, I mean, they could even get really aggressive and try to undercut them. There's, there's a couple of things that Microsoft is still not doing. Remember, Paris raised it on the Xcast last week. There's still no, there's still no family plan for Game Pass, which I think is like kind of like that's that's low hanging fruit that they somehow have not yet um, uh, done. But you know, maybe there's a family plan. Uh, that Nintendo Switch Online family plan is actually really good. The way that they roll in all mm -hmm. of the all of the Mario Kart and Animal Crossing DLC and the and the you know the classic titles like the, the, it's. It's so I think right now there's there's kind of a race going on between Nintendo and Nintendo's always still kind of just doing its own thing. There's no like Nintendo version of Game Pass or Spartacus, but um, they're all in this mix, right? And there's there's there there is this kind of arms race, like how like how how can we win the war in terms of who's providing the best value here? Like right now, Games Pass is a tremendous value, and so 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 Sony knows that they have to come in with something that is as good, both in terms of you know the value is like how much do I get. And how much is it costing me, right? So you, they, yeah. they, they're going to want to, if it's less content than Game Pass, I think they're going to have to come in at a lower price. If you can if you can look at the Spartacus offering at launch and go, man, that's 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 game, that's as good as Game Pass, then I think they could be comparable on price. I think what they want to avoid is if it's any in any way perceived as not as good value as Game Pass, that's going to be the narrative when they launch. And they're going to want to avoid that. Yeah, I agree, Gary. I think I think they'll undercut them. I think they'll go think? less because you and I, when we look at Game Pass, we look at PC Game Pass. 
and we look at Game Pass Ultimate, right? You get that cloud bundled in, you get the PC offering as well with Ultimate. And so I think they're going to come in, they'll probably match at $10. Maybe they go less, but how much less can you go? And also, what's the offering? I don't know until we see it what the offering is going to be, but probably that $10 to $20 range is what we'll see. Maybe they'll try to undercut them, but even when I say it out loud, that's a low number, Gary, to try to get underneath that. That's a that's really low. So yeah, we'll, we'll, see. we'll see. I mean, don't forget when Game Pass first launched, Game Pass has also got the benefit of having grown its library over time. I don't remember mm-hmm. specifically, but you know, I, I'm sure if you go back to day one of Game Pass, the, lo- the library that they launched with was not as extensive or as impressive as it is now. So Spartacus day one, I think it would be unfair oh. to compare day one of Spartacus with where Game Pass is today. Mm, and you'll, yep. you'll have to factor that in. But maybe that's also a reason for Sony to come in at a lower price. I mean, I'm very interested to see how this all shakes out. It will be fun. This is my first one seeing a day one drop on PS now. You know, you and I don't cover PlayStation all the time, so I'm sure somebody in you're wrong will correct me on other games, but it is exciting to see where we're trending with Sony and what we'll see with more third-party partnerships if those will drop day one on PlayStation now. But you have your first one that I know of coming your way March 1st with Shadow Warrior 3, so get excited for that. But here's something for you to get excited about. Remember, if you support us over on Patreon, you can get ad-free viewing of Kind of Funny Games daily each and every day. But of course, if you're not on Patreon, that means you got to watch this block of ads. So take it away, Greg or Tim. I don't care how soft or firm your mattress topper is. I don't even care how heavy your blanket is. There's only one thing you need to get a good night's sleep, and that's a good mattress. Get the only thing you truly need for a great night's sleep, a purple mattress. Only purple mattresses have the gel flex grid. It's a super stretchy, ultra squishy material that adapts and flexes around pressure points and doesn't retain heat. It's amazingly supportive and cushioning in all the right places, no matter how you sleep. How do I know so much about it? Well, of course you've known for years, Joey's used a purple mattress. You know, Tim uses the purple pillow and now the future class of video games blessing Eddie Oye Jr. is sleeping on a purple mattress and he tells me all the time it keeps him cool, comfortable and gives him a great night's sleep. Getting a great night's sleep starts with having a great mattress. Get a purple mattress. Go to purple.com slash kind of funny and use the code kind of funny. For a limited time, you can get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash kind of funny. Code kind of funny for 10% off your order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash kind of funny. Promo code kind of funny. Terms apply. Your to do list is absolutely bonkers between those meetings, errands, chores, and making sure you get some you time too. So make sure you get a little time to yourself with some help from DoorDash. DoorDash brings you what you want to eat right now, right to your door. Desperately craving late night snacks? Or have you forgot one key ingredient for dinner? Or maybe you just want to stock up for the week? Well, DoorDash has it all in one app. How do I know so much about DoorDash? Well, I'm Greg Miller, and I use DoorDash way too much. Uh, if you were watching the Kind of Funny podcast, when we were talking about a whole bunch of different stuff, Nick mentioned the ice cream place you really like, and I said, where is there one around me? And I said, yes, there is, and I ordered from it, and I had it on the post show. I was eating ice cream on the post show, giving you a review of the ice cream, all because of DoorDash. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code KINDAFUNNY. That's 25% off, up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees in your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter the code KINDAFUNNY. Don't forget that's code KINDAFUNNY for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. And we're back. Gary Witta, we're talking about PlayStation. Let's keep the talk about PlayStation because we got our first look at the PlayStation VR 2 headset. We got an in-depth dive on the look and some of the nice features coming from it. So I got a nice little long blog post you and I are going to read through. And then we're going to talk about the form, the factor, and what you like and don't like about the PSVR 2 coming your way very, very soon. So this is from the PlayStation blog. Uh, Hideki Nishino, Senior Vice President and Platform Experience, wrote, Today I'm especially pleased to reveal the stunning new design of our next generation VR headset, PlayStation VR 2. Together with an updated and final design image of our PlayStation VR 2 Sense controller, you'll notice the PS VR 2 headset has a similar shape as the PS VR 2 Sense controller, taking on a matching orb look. The circular orb shape represents the 360-degree view that players will feel when they enter the virtual reality world, so this shape captures it nicely. 
The design of the PSVR 2 headset was also inspired by the look of the PS5 family of products. When our design team created the PS5 console, they also had the next generation VR headset in mind, so you'll notice some similarities in the look and feel. Our goal is to create a headset that will not only become an attractive part of your living room decor, but will also keep you immersed in your game world to the point where you almost forget you are using a headset or controller. That's why we paid very close attention to the ergonomics of the headset and conducted extensive testing to ensure a comfortable feel for a variety of head sizes. We already had a lot of positive feedback on ergonomics of the first PSVR headset by carefully balancing the headset weight and having a simple headband that can be adjustable. So we kept the same concept for the PSVR 2 headset. Other features such as the headset's adjustable scope that places the scope area closer or, for, or, for, or further away from the face or placement of the stereo headphone jack also remain the same so players will be familiar with it. For the PSVR 2 headset, we took, a we took comfort a few steps further by adding new features such as lens adjustment dial so users have the additional option to match the lens distance between their eyes to optimize their view. We also created a slimmer design with a slight weight reduction. Additionally, we've integrated a new vent design for the PSVR 2 headset that we think users will enjoy. Gary Barrett will bring up that photo once again so we can take a look. What do you think about the design of the PlayStation VR 2 headset? I like it a lot. I'm very optimistic about PSVR mm -hmm. 2. Okay. I will get one. I'm a VR fan. Yes. Um, I think that the evolution of VR has progressed slightly slower than I would have liked or hoped. I think we're still, you know, trying to get there. Uh, but I think Sony is is doing great stuff. It's, uh, you know, it's going to be the, uh, you know, if not the most popular, certainly one of the most popular VR platforms out there. Uh, I think it, it clearly looks like they've corrected a lot of the issues with the first one. I had a PSVR one and that, I don't know if you mm -hmm. ever hooked one up, but like that spaghetti-like maze of wiring and pass-throughs and cables, it was a mess. Um, you know, they made a big deal out of the fact that they limited it to, now it's just one cable, which is great, right? It'll be, it'll be far better when we get rid of the cable altogether, but getting it down to one cable is a, is a, is a great, a much-needed yep, improvement. Yep. I really like the industrial design of it. I think it looks really good. The controllers look great. Um, I've said before, I think the PS5 itself looks silly, but the DualSense controller is a beautiful piece mm, of industrial mm. design. That's, that's the first controller I've ever seen that doesn't look like a toy. Like it really looks like a cool piece of like futuristic, you know, tech. Tech, yeah. Um, <laughs> right? You know, the, like, I love the Series X and I, like, the controller is my favorite controller to hold, but it looks like a toy to me. The DualSense controller looks like, you know, it, it just looks kind of like more grown up and cooler and more sleek, really beautiful design. And I think that's what we're seeing now with the PSVR too, the controllers look really, really cool. Yes, yeah. And you know, and you know, Sony's going to bring the games. And as a big fan of bring the games. VR and a big believer in VR, and I really want to get to that, you know, Ready Player One future. You know, hopefully in my lifetime. Uh, hopefully, this will be a step closer to that. I so, thank God Sony's still in there because we cannot let the future of VR be left in the hands of fucking Facebook, the where their vi their vision of VR is apparently sitting in a conference room around a table with fucking Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg having a meeting. Like, really? Uh -huh. That's the limit uh -huh. of your imagination? Doing the same boring shit that we do in real life, but in VR? Nah. There's got to be something better than that. And, and I'm hoping that Sony is, is going gonna, is gonna to show that and you know, we'll actually have some fun games. So I'm, I will get one day one if I can. I'm very optimistic about it. The only thing I'll say on a personal note as a problem for me is I wear glasses. You, you, oh, never, okay. you, you, mm -hmm. you never see me wearing glasses because I don't use them for close-up work. When I'm sitting, you're, you're like two feet away from me in the screen. I don't, when I'm sitting in front of a computer, I don't use them, but I'm far-sighted. When I drive or I'm just walking around, I wear glasses. But I also need glasses when I wear, when I wear VR goggles. And anyone who wears glasses can tell you, depending on the size of the frame and how much room there is inside the particular headset that you're using, that can be a real problem. They're not comfortable. They fog up. It's really, really difficult. I actually went and bought, I've got them here to show you. I actually went and bought a specific pair of glasses that have oh. the smallest possible frames that I can find. That, so they, these actually fit semi-comfortably inside a VR um, headset. But then what, I, well, then what I did was I went away um, and found, you can actually send off for prescription VR lenses that will, that will yes. snap into the existing VR headset that you have. And I ordered some of those from my Valve Index, snapped them right in, and it totally transformed 
my VR experience. Oh my God, I'm using VR really? without glasses okay. and the images are crystal clear. It, was, it, it totally made VR viable for me. So I will get PSVR to day one and hopefully my glasses will fit. But the other thing I'll be doing day one will be, uh, will be ordering some prescription lenses. And I'm hoping that as again, as the technology gets better, we'll end up with headsets that can just do that for you automatically. Like the head, like you can have, like the, they'll just find your prescription and adjust the lenses to kind of match whatever your, uh, you know, correction is needed in your in your vision. But for the for the but for the time being, um, it's you know for so, for so many of us who wear glasses, it's a real it's a real obstacle. So one of the things that headset makers can do is at least put enough negative space inside the headset so that people can wear a pair of glasses and not have them feel like you know they're all shoved up against their face. That's yeah. just my little my little thing. I, I mean, Gary, you're speaking for a lot of people out there with the glasses and all that situation, making sure it feels right. And I also love that you want to get jacked into the matrix and just have that ready player one experience. That makes me laugh every time. But yeah, I want to talk about the headset itself because the headset is great and all, Gary. And I, I want to make that clear. I'm excited for the PlayStation VR 2 headset. I'm pumped up about what we're seeing with the tech and the comfort factor, but it also comes down to games. You're so right, Gary. All that matters is the games. If you don't have a robust library of games that speak to people and that are exciting, it really doesn't matter. It's going to just kind of float by like it did before. So it'll be interesting what they do with the games, but I have both of them up here, Gary, and I love the look of the PlayStation VR headset too compared to the first one, right? This first one was great and all for the early days of PlayStation VR, but I think the second one is going to really look better and actually feel better than this yeah, one. Yeah, because, you know, you each, look at you know, it, you know? VR, VR technology is still in its infancy, but we're, you know, the VR industry is learning so much, you know, about the, mm -hmm. about the types of software that work, about the kind of experiences we want and don't want, about the industrial design of the hardware and everything that, you know, they're quite like that. Again, I don't want to give Facebook any credit that, that you know, if I can avoid it, but the Quest 2 is way better than the Quest it's 1, right? Because they idea. took the lessons of the Quest mm -hmm. 1 and applied it to the Quest 2. And I think we're going to see everything that Sony learned about the PSVR go into the, into the VR too. Yeah. It'll be really interesting. Cause I'm holding my quest too, Gary. And I've actually, I got this back in November and I have fallen in love with this thing, Gary. I've played this a lot. I know. I really want one. I just can't really, give that really motherfucker enjoy. any money. I just can't do it. They have a strong library of games. It is easy and fun to use. I can connect it to my computer and play the Steam games as well, which is a big factor into your purchase. It's an affordable price. And man, the comfort factor on this thing is awesome. It's yeah. lightweight. There's no cords, which still to this that day, is I'm a little one, iffy. Yeah, tell them, Gary. That's the number one big thing. Like No matter how long they make that cord, you're going to get tangled up in it. You're going to tread on it. You're going to always feel like it's going to yank at you. You know, like you always feel tethered. And yep. until they can either build all of well, like what they do with the Quest 2, right? It's just build all the hardware inside the, the headset mm -hmm. or come up with some kind of wireless technology so they can, you, you can stream from the, from the base device to the headset with enough fidelity. That's, that's when it's going to go truly, truly mainstream. The, 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 they, they need to cut that cord. And again, we still see it with, you know, the yeah. index, even even like PSVR 2, which is going to be the new, the newest headset on the market, still has a cord. They will get there. We know they'll get there eventually, but it's it's frustrating to have to wait for it to get to that because we know that VR, that 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 bright, shiny, holodeck future is is there, right? And we'll, mm -hmm. we'll get there. But we have to all kind of live through these kind of birth pangs and this and this infancy of it to, you know, to get to the get to that evolution that we that we all want. Yeah, for me, the cord is the make or break situation. And I see a lot of people in the chat talking about like, you know, one cord's not that bad. People aren't really that big about it. It's all, you know, it's easy to say that until you put on something like the Quest and you have the full freedom to just yeah, walk it's totally around different and enjoy. Yeah, totally different experience. It, and it makes the VR experience to be standing and moving during your games. I know a number of games you can play on your, you know, chair and sit down, but like the VR experience is elevated so much by being able to stand and move You've never experienced fun until you play super hot VR and you are running around your room like John Wick having fun and laughing. And what I love about that is they also have the outside cameras on this Oculus where you can see if you've gone outside the play zone, it turns on and it does look that's like the, the, the that's, VR that's that the other well. thing. That's the other yeah. thing is even without the cable, the thing is because you feel more liberated, you're more likely to kind of feel like you can move around, mm -hmm. but then you're going to end up walking into the coffee table or the door or whatever. Like every day there's another video, right? Of some VR fail where somebody like crashes into the wall. 
Um, and again, the, the 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 Guardian system or whatever it is that they do that is supposed to kind of protect you from that. It it helps, but it doesn't work because otherwise we wouldn't see people crashing into things all the time. Unless you have like a dedicated, very large VR play space, which most people in their houses don't have, that's going to continue to be an issue as well. Yeah, I, I agree, Gary. And so it is awesome to see one cord. Let's talk about those controllers really quick because they look really, really mm -hmm. great. I love this 360 design of like wrapping around your hands, very similar to the Oculus Quest 2 has that as well. But I love the sleek white look design. I love that. I, I'm really excited to hold them in my hands and feel what they can do. What we've seen with the DualSense controller and that haptic feedback and what they've really done to elevate the controller, I expect the same out of these DualSense controllers. I think it will be really, really cool to see. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I, I've been a big VR believer since I first tried the original Oculus development kit back in the day, many years ago. And like I said, it's it's we're not where I remember. I remember trying it on and thinking, man, in ten years from now, we're going to be on the fucking holodeck. But and we're, and we're not. It's been it's been a mm -hmm. slower, rockier evolution for VR than I think many many of us would would have hoped. But I still believe that we will get there. Yeah, I also brought up my light gun here. I don't know what PlayStation calls it, but this is a must-have gear. I hope that they find a way to either make this usable or they sell another one of these because this is also an awesome accessory to add to your VR play space. And I really love this. So I'm really hoping that they somehow bring the light gun. That's, into you, know, this, it, you know, it's it's also, it is really worth mentioning, Mike, that the, that is actually a huge upgrade for PSVR 2. We're talking about, oh, these controllers are really nice. Mm -hmm. The big deal is actually that they are, they actually have controllers this time. I remember last time we needed, you know, the, the um, what were they even wants, called? The, the, yeah. move controllers, the move. Yeah. You needed the move. Uh, which was a you know they brought that out to try and you know keep up with um, uh, Connect and uh, and and Nintendo Wii, but it was like nobody nobody the move nobody really used it. It was kind of a, a it was just a failure. And then mm. but then they found but then they found a way to kind of like give it a second life through PlayStation VR. And I, I believe there were some versions of the PlayStation VR kit that that sold as a whole bundle with the Move controllers. But if you remember, the Move controllers were designed and invented before v, before they had ever thought they'd be used for VR. So they were kind of like just shoehorned into as, as a vr you know to, to to fix the problem they didn't have controllers this is the first time they've actually designed controllers from the ground up for vr and so i think for that reason it's going to be much much better let's talk about that new vent design that they're going to add into the psvr too because they have the senior art director of sie uh, i'm going to mispronounce this name but i'll try my best yujin morisawa has a quote about the vent and how they created that so it goes when i started to work on the design for the playstation vr2 headset one of the areas I wanted to focus on first was the idea of creating a vent in the headset to let air out, similar to the vents on the PS5 console that allows airflow. Our engineers came up with this idea as a good way to allow ventilation and avoid having the lens fog up while players are immersed in their VR games. Mm -hmm. I worked on many design concepts to achieve this, and in the final design, you can see there's a little space in between the top and the front surface of the scope that contains the integrated ventilation. I'm really proud of how this turned out and the positive feedback I have gotten so far. I hope our PlayStation fans will also agree and I can't wait for them to try it. So Gary, that's a big one for me, right? Cause I'm somebody, I've been rocking this quest and I go for like three hours straight. Usually I'd like to try to limit to an hour but I've gone for three hours on Beat Saber and it gets hot, it gets sweaty, right? And you have the rubber face mask, but when it I does. think- Sooner or later you just want to take this, it off, right? And this one, the first PlayStation VR, this one was hot because this was big and heavy and a lot going on in it in the early tech days. And so this one got really hot. So I am looking to see what this vent does, if it actually makes a difference to maybe my face it and gets, the lens fog like you brought it, up. So it gets I'm hot. And also don't forget when you're playing VR, there's also more, there's also a greater chance than with a regular game that you're physically active, especially something like Beat Saber, where you're actually like really working up a sweat and burning calories. You're getting hot. You got a big hot contraption on your face, right? Mm -hmm. It's so I, I wonder if there's a solution where you're not just where it's not just venting out to keep the thing cool, but almost kind of venting in. So it's almost like like having a fan on your face to help keep you cool as well. I don't know if that if that would be really useful, but that that whole whatever whatever the headset is, and I think it's less of a problem with the Quest because it's more lightweight. Um, but I, I, every headset that I've used, after a while, you just want to take the thing off because you're very aware mm -hmm. of it. Kind of, it's clamped onto your face. It's getting clammy. It's getting hot. You just want, to, and when you finally take it off, it's like, oh, thank God, I got that thing off of me. You know, yeah. that's another. That's another issue that they're, they're constantly trying to fix. 
Let's finish this one with a viewer question coming in from Alec Bobco. He says, what up, kind of funny games daily crew? We now know what the PSVR 2 looks like. While the controllers look like a huge improvement, the headset itself looks like it remains relatively the same aside from a few key upgrades. My question is, with the original PSVR being one of the cheaper ways to get into VR, how do you think the PSVR 2 will perform now that it has to go up against a headset like the Oculus Quest 2? Do you think the upgrades are significant enough that people would give up the no wires of the Quest 2? Thanks and have a great day, Alec Bobco. So, Gary, we're going up against a, a strong market here. There's a lot of different options in the VR world, but this one is tied to your PlayStation console. Do you think that it has a good chance of succeeding here? Yeah, I think it does, and I think the software is going to be the difference. The, the Quest 2 is a great mm. piece of hardware. The problem they have is on the software side. Most of the stuff on the Quest is, is shit. There's, whoa, there, whoa. That's wild. I, I would disagree with that. There's a lot of great games, Gary. No, I didn't say, I, I said most of the stuff on there okay, is okay. shit. For every good game, there's 10 things that you, you're mm, never going to want to mm. try again. And, and, I, and I don't think, like, let me ask you this. What do you, what, what's the best stuff you played on the Quest 2? What do you think are the best games on the Quest platform right now? Beat Saber. Then you Which go has been around for, as everyone says, been around forever. You go into As It Falls, I believe is the game called. It's like Left for Dead, but with uh, mutant zombies in there. Four players, super fun after that. Then I go into Pistol Whip. After that, I would go into VR Golf that has Top, top Golf, Mini Putt-Putt, things of that nature. Then I go into the Star Wars games. There's three Star Wars. Vader Darth Immortal. Vader, yeah, Vader Immortal. After that, I have way too many games on my PS. There is. I mean, so, and again, let, yeah. so let me yeah. just clarify. There is some good mm. stuff on the Quest. I don't, I don't think there's enough good stuff. And mm. I don't think there's enough good stuff from like major companies and, and brands and, and franchises that we know. There is some, um, mm. but there isn't enough. Mm. And one of the things that Sony can do is bring things like Horizon mm. to VR. Whoa, and yeah, maybe down yep. the road, Last of Us and other, you know, other type of, you know, take those, take those great, great franchises that they own, all these great characters and start building VR experiences around those. That's going to, so Sony, I think has the edge when it comes to games and it's all going to come as it always does. It's all going to come down to where are the best games. Mm. And yep. if it's, if, if, if you, as much as I talk about the wire, if you're giving me a, if you're giving me a, 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 a choice between the quest two and its software library and PSVR two with a, with a cable, but everything that we like to think Sony could bring to that platform, I'd rather be on PSVR and have those games. I like that outlook, Gary. I like that outlook. Uh, quick two shout outs. I want to give resident evil four is a good one as well. And then Gary, they have population one which is a battle royale well, in VR. About that. Yeah. And it actually is surprisingly super fun, even though the target, I wouldn't say the target demographic, but the demographic of players is very young children just screaming in my ear as I try to get tactical and win. But it's an absolute blast of a and video. The pro and the here. problem with it is the, the, the Quest store is a little bit like, like the Android store. Like there's oh, some yeah. good stuff on there, but there's also a lot of janky shit that is just like, oh my God, this is a mess. How did this even get on the store? You got to wade through a lot of shit. And the curation is not brilliant. Like they, they don't necessarily point you towards the most interesting stuff. They try, but it's not, again, my, in my experience, it's not been the best. What I like about the Sony platform is, you know, it's going to be really well curated and they're going to mm -hmm. put what they think are the best games in front of you. Gary, that library, library of awesome Sony curated VR games is just so, so far away. But if I wanted to know what is coming to the mom and grop shops today, where would I look, Gary Winner? The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah, good job, Gary. You knew that one right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Monarch on PlayStation 5, PS4, Switch, and PC, the big one. Destiny 2, The Witch Queen DLC, mm. PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One and PC, Soul Cresta on PlayStation 4, Switch and PC, Blue Prince on PC and Mac, Monster Crown on Xbox One, Tiny Combat Arena on PC, and SCP Pandemic on PC. Those are the games coming your way. Gary Whitta, we have just a little bit of time left, so I'm going to hit you with one final reader mail coming in over from patreon.com slash kind of funny games, where you can get your questions read on the show, just like this from Nate Haas. 
He wants to know about Xbox memory, Gary, the upgradable memory. He says, I've got an Xbox question for a widow Wednesday on a Tuesday. Over the weekend, I was playing a game of memory management Tetris slash gymnastics, trying to fit a new 120 gigabyte game onto my Series S. I know from being a loyal listener to the Xcast, you guys have been calming voices that additional storage will eventually drop in price. But as someone who paid an obscene amount for prior, uh, for the PS Vita memory back in the day, I worried that the day is never going to come. Are you at all concerned about this, Gary Witta? It still bugs me. I, 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 I say all the time the Series S is really kind of the, the Microsoft's secret weapon, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's an amazing, and I still believe it's the best console for most people. At that price and that level of performance and everything it does, it's remarkable. Um, it, the stumbling block is the SSD size. It's too small. And you're mm-hmm. going to run out real fast, especially if you're, you know, putting those big first party or third party, you know, get, get, you know, Call of Duty on there and a couple of other, you know, like Halo and Forza. And that's it. That's all you've got. And you are having to juggle. Um, it's, it's a problem. Uh, yep. And if you go out and buy the official Seagate, you know, memory right. card right now and plug that in and boost it up to, I guess, what would be 1.5, uh, at that point, you may as well have just bought a Series X, right? Yep. Because yep. It's, you've essentially spent the same money for that now an inferior machine so they have to find a way to square that circle i don't know what the answer is again i would like to see a revamped series s at some point that just boosts the memory memory. i think it would make all the difference oh or or hopefully moore's law will kick in uh at some point and uh we will see cheaper uh memory options available but right now that's the if i would if i would recommend anyone a series s i would always add that caveat just be aware that the, the, the storage is not great and you're, you're either gonna be juggling games or um you know waiting for that memory expansion yeah so i i got a rundown of the things for our good friend nate to know remember of course the current pricing and set from the seagate stored expansion cards goes as such the 512 gigabyte is 139 dollars the one terabyte is 219 and the two terabyte card is $399.99. So yeah. very expensive stuff there. But we also on the kind of funny X cast reported that over at Windows Central, they had word that they will start to expand sh- soon enough away from just Seagate to hopefully give you more options and a better price point. When will that day come? We don't know, but they did report on that recently saying that there are some other options currently in the works. Will we see that hopefully sooner than later for my friend Nate? who does not want to play more memory management Tetris slash gymnastics. But Gary, it's time for one final call out. It's time for squad up. And here's the squad up, Gary, because I'm going to be selfish today. Me and Greg Miller are going to jump into Destiny 2, The Witch Queen, and we need your help. Kind of funny, best friend. So all guardians out there, hear my call. If you are into Destiny, if you want to help me and Greg recapture the fun, reignite the flame, please reach out to us. Come squad up with us because it's now cross-platform play. We can play anywhere, and I need your help. So come join me and Greg. We're going to be playing after the PS I Love You XOXO Takeover and, of course, throughout the week. So I'd love you, Guardians, to come help me and Greg Miller on our quest to get back in to Destiny 2. Our final segment, of course, You're Wrong. This is where you can write into the show and let us know if we're wrong and correct us live on the show. As I jump in right now, we have two You're Wrongs. Uh, one... Isn't really a you're wrong, but we got this one coming in from uh, Nanobiologist. He says, a reminder about TT Games. There was a deep expose about the extremely toxic work culture and and oblivious leadership. The crunch culture has gotten worse leading up to the upcoming games release. So something for you to go check out. Yeah, they got a bad rep for that. For you to educate yourself about that one. Then Lanky Dragoon with an actual you're wrong says, Mike said Shadow Warrior 3 is coming to Game Pass. That is not correct. Shadow Warrior 2 is on Game Pass, but no 3 as of now, just PS uh, only. So, Gary, we got through it. Only one you're wrong. We absolutely crushed that. So thanks for rocking with me on a Witta Tuesday. On that note, Mike, I just want to say I'm very proud of myself. I want to call out what I think is an an illustration of personal growth on my part. Mm, Tell me, tell me. I don't always look at the chat. Sometimes I have the chat Mm, window open mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I look at it. Other times I don't. And usually if I have the chat window open, I will see a comment that is so utterly stupid that I have to call the person out. Greg does this as well when, when we host together. 
if I don't call something out, it's because I didn't have the chat open because there's always something that irritates mm-hmm. me so much. Mm-hmm. I got to call it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to say I had the chat open today. There yeah. were some phenomenally stupid comments in the chat, like <laughs> truly, <laughs> truly <laughs> idiotic. Ooh, like, I honestly okay. felt dumber for having read them, but I didn't call any of them out. I'm merely acknowledging just the general stupidity. I didn't call anyone out particularly. I that's think scary. that's a big so, step uh, so forward. No one specific, but just in general exactly. chat. Exactly. And I'll, and I'll move from that to today. not even mentioning it at all. But this is like my transitional <laughs> step towards that. I'm happy that I could be a part of it, Gary, because you and I were all about growth together. You help me grow. I help you grow. We have a good time together. It's always a blast. But here's what you need to know. Of course, tomorrow's hosts are going to be Blessing and Andy. Thursday, you have Tim and Lucy James, which is super awesome. And then Friday, you got Blessing and our co-host of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, Paris Lilly, taking over for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Of course, if you're watching live right now here on Twitch, after this is a PS I Love You XOXO takeover to celebrate this awesome piece of hardware that I have in my hand right now, the PS Vita celebrating. Look at how good that looks. Is that the one that you bought with $420 winnings? Correct, Gary. This This is my roulette winnings right here, baby. Spin that wheel right there. And so you can enjoy and have some fun, of course. If you want to catch the stream later, you can go subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny plays because this has been the kind of funny games daily each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those who are subscribed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until then, be good to one another. Play some video games. Make somebody smile today. Peace.